Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eat More Cereal, episode three. There are so three of them. There are three of them yeah. now, Dar. I don't know. That's... And whoa, whoa, whoa Dar, whoa. I, I, that's crazy. I, it's episode three. I thought I heard a third voice. Is that? Wait, oh, yeah, I, wait. Uh, early introduction. Whoa, whoa. Oh, it's uh, supposed to be a surprise. Uh, hi, uh, come here. Welcome. So... <laughs> to episode three, where we have a third member, a third guest for Eat More Cereal, your uh, one-stop shop for gaming extravagance and random rants about cereal and video games that you shouldn't care about, but you will care about nonetheless. So I am E.T., uh... As you would know if you had seen the previous two episodes. And uh, Dar is here as well from the other episodes, which is crazy. Yeah. I didn't think he'd be yeah. back. No, neither did I, honestly. <laughs> That's great to hear, Dar. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Dar and I are here, as per usual. But, as we mentioned, we do have a third guest. Uh, I'd like to introduce uh, our good friend Jackson, who is also a very big fan of both video games and and cereal. So Jackson, please give us a brief introduction about your experience playing video games and anything you would like the audience to know. Ah, yes. Hello, I'm Jackson. Uh, this podcast thought it wasn't diverse enough, so we needed a third white man. Uh, <laughs> wait. Can we start over? <laughs> Just keep it rolling. Just... Keep it rolling. Keep going. Keep going. You got it. You got it. Uh, You're fucking, fine. Uh, We're doing great. We're doing whatever. great. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know nearly as much as these fine individuals about video games. I mostly stick to Nintendo and whatever the hell they decide to put on PC. Uh, but I'm a big fan. I've always been super invested, and I would love to discuss, um, cereal also, and video games with the both of you. Oh, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. Thank you. And an entirely clean and unscuffed way. Of course. It wouldn't be Eats More Cereal if it wasn't the most pristine, uh, logical, uh, and uh, I, I don't have a third adjective. Dar, talk about news. Okay, so <laughs> lately, <laughs> um, well, recently, there's been a ton of news uh, regarding just gaming in general. This is Very kind true. of the time of the year when that mainly happens with the Xbox showcase, which was yesterday from when we were recording. Uh, when we're recording right now, and the Summer Games Fest, which was two days, two days ago? ago? I think it was the day before. It was two or three. Um, there also was a Sony uh, PlayStation Showcase like a week ago. Um, my favorite thing, probably, that I'm really happy about is, which got announced at the Sony thing about a week ago, is the, um, the Spider-Man uh, PS4 game coming to PC. Finally. I've been wanting to play Finally. that game. Since it came out, and I've never really had any, like, reason to buy a PlayStation, <laughs> so I'm just happy I can play the game in August. I'm just, I'm just very excited. Yeah? I'm just very it was excited. a, it was definitely a very good move to move it to PC, um, mm -hmm. because I have a PC, and I don't have a PlayStation, so I think it was <laughs> a fantastic go. business yeah, move. I agree, I agree wholeheartedly, <laughs> because I also me. don't have a PlayStation. <laughs> also, I just think it's gonna make so much money yeah um, it's such a great game from what i've heard and it's like an iconic character too so i mean just... sony's been doing that a lot sony's been putting no, a lot of their yeah. exclusives on uh on pc now and it's kind of it's kind of crazy because we were talking in i think episode one about just exclusivity and like game exclusives oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. consoles yeah. and now playstation was like that's what they had over xbox was that they had a lot of really really good first party like uh exclusive server name and now we're just throwing it on pc uh and also xbox 2 if you if you count persona but <laughs> and i mean yeah. hollow knight and hollow knight yeah i mean it's exclusivity is now just sort of a nintendo thing which is kind of yeah. odd but you know that's sort of that's sort of how they do things um uh, the only thing they've got yeah that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't you don't really beat uh sony and microsoft in any other department <laughs> other yeah. than their exclusives but uh in terms of what i thought was super 
uh exciting and really fun to see was the the devolver showcase um yeah actually wasn't able to watch that one i i am always a big fan of devolver games i uh as we'll talk about in this game uh not this game this episode uh indie games that's sort of the main premise of this episode um spoiler that is what the episode is about but devolver in case you didn't read the title in case you didn't read the title and you just happened to be eating your cereal. All right, um <laughs> so yeah, i mean they clicked on a random podcast and they got exactly pissed. i mean yeah you, could do, you know you could do better but you know we're not gonna complain so anyway devolver devolver so devolver always has some incredible incredible indie titles that they publish um and i'm always a huge fan of them and they announced two games that i thought were amazing it was the plucky squire which is like this weird 2d uh 3d hybrid like adventure game including a bunch of aspects from like older titles like like punch out and like all these cool gameplay mechanics from other games and it's just it's a really charming game it looks really good um it looks really fun to play and i really want to see how it looks um uh, just on PC and just, you know, playing through and seeing the different art styles and the gameplay styles clash. I always love games that do innovative stuff like that. And then the other Devolver game I'd like to bring up is Skate Story, which looks insane. Because <laughs> it's like this weird Tony Hawk in the underworld. You are like a super hot looking character. Like it, it looks insane. It looks like a fever dream. But it looks amazing. It's like a, a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game, but in like these weird environments with really cool music in the background. It just looks cool. It, it just looks like a cool game, and I just want to skateboard in the underworld and like be a weird mirror person. That looks really, really fun. And I, I don't know. I just really like Devolver. I think they always put out really, really good titles, and I, I am very excited to play these two. So, one thing I love about Devolver is about it is it's all of the content that they push out is oh yeah oh so <laughs> yeah wildly different in like <laughs> concept and aesthetic yeah and i'm definitely going to talk about this a little bit more but it's uh with devolver games i feel like in on my very very important opinion um everyone should listen to me true uh yeah true. they're <laughs> they're easily the producer that always like makes these trailers that I'm actually like interested in. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, they, they yeah. always seem so self-aware <laughs> of, of what they're doing. Like they are probably one of the most self-aware publishers out there that just, yeah. uh, they always have these really funny showcases whenever they do these, you know, big game reveals and stuff like that. Um, they always have like a bunch of like, skits and stuff to go along with it and you don't really see that from other publishers and developers and stuff nowadays so it's just really cool good breath of fresh air no yeah i think it's really great especially like even seeing their showcases and their trailers even when like e3 was a thing when they had their own like um when they had their own like block i guess yeah time. like they always made it into like a complete skit of like <laughs> a show rather than where xbox would kind of they would kind of just walk game after game after game after game yeah (laughs) yeah which isn't like horrible but i think um it's two different styles yeah and i also prefer honestly having like skits involved in showcases um because it adds more like creativity and um it kind of removes the flow of just game after like you're saying game after game after game after game it's more of a show exactly yeah I remember the one where they announced Fall Guys, and I don't remember any other game, but I remember <laughs> the entire, I'm just going to call it a direct, I'm not sure if they called it that, but the entire direct was just, like, slowly turning into a slasher flick. Yeah, I remember that it one. Was, oh, I don't remember that, no. <laughs> that was it's like, you brought up the super awesome point. The only reason I remembered that was because... <laughs> what other directs has That's, the hosts yeah. killing yeah. each other <laughs> it, it is it awesome they they really they've got some great writers behind the scenes i i huge props to them for that honestly <laughs> they're definitely using it to their advantage because no one else does it like no one else tries to like change the format yeah. of it other than maybe like summer games fest which like has like mini stuff in between but not like to the extent that devolver usually yeah. does devolver has a full structured skit 
and like story mm-hmm. and it, it's it, it's a lot like you can tell they put a lot of effort into into yeah. making it entertaining 100%. So no, what, no what, what you? I, yes. I, i'm gonna need to have a a heart to heart with you i need okay. you i okay. absolutely need you yeah to tell me what your favorite announcement of summer games fest was of summer games fest um or any of the past week um probably the starfield news that was probably mm. um starfield is a rp space rpg a star pg if you will it. yeah <laughs> uh being developed by bethesda uh in-house yeah no in-house or in space um, even yeah Ooh, yeah. space um, <laughs> yeah sorry there was go no, on. like news of it before like i mean there was like, we talked there, about it like, we talked about it in, yeah, in the first um, episode <laughs> about how it was delayed it was delayed into 2023 mm-hmm. um, but now we but now we know why <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it looks good. Like, I'm excited. It does look good. Um, and I think that that was probably my favorite thing. Um, there were obviously some stuff that didn't get shown, but, you know, that was probably my favorite thing. So now Jackson. What about you? Well, what was yours? Uh, well, um, unfortunately, I got to be real with you. All of these game showcases happened uh, dead set in the middle of uh, my past couple of work shifts. So I didn't get the live experience, but... Ooh. Uh, I I did manage to catch, uh, finally, news about Hollow Knight Silk Song. Uh, ah, that's where you're wrong. Hollow Knight Silk Song does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's... A, a mass hysteria conjured <laughs> yes. by Hollow Knight. They've <laughs> <laughs> just fully convinced themselves that it exists, even they though <laughs> you said they would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly yeah, but and i really i can't make too many jokes about how long it's taken because i only just got into hollow knight about like a year ago mm-hmm. um but but when when i got into it i like got into oh it. yeah uh and there was a solid like two months chunk of time where it was the only thing <laughs> i play so i just to to be able to experience something even similar to that for the first time again i'm really excited <sighs> i mean yeah people have been wait. i don't even know how long it's been since we last got actual news about silk song um, it's got uh, it's been years i know that <laughs> I, I think like the last smidgen of an update was in 2019 oh my yeah, no, god so I, I, I just looked it up and yeah it was announced silk song was announced in february 2019 oh wow <sighs> three that years is, that is crazy that i mean it looks great i mean it's hollow knight it's it is a beautiful game <laughs> i mean I've, I've actually never played dar you've oh. never played hollow knight no no i haven't dar i find it extremely disrespectful that you don't have yeah. the same oh. precise game taste as i do <laughs> I, mean... oh, I, I but you know if you're into any of the various genres that Hollow Knight borrows from, I think it's it's, it's so a slow good. start, but yeah, it's, when you get it's into tough it. too. Like it's when I first played Hollow Knight, I did not. I went in expecting like just sort of a. a I was expecting something similar to like Ori and the Will of the Wisps, mm. like because yeah, yeah. Ori is a pretty easy going. Like it's not that crazy difficult. No. Honestly, like on your first playthrough, Hollow Knight is so much more. <laughs> it is a <laughs> tough game. It is a genuinely tough game to get like to get through on like your first playthrough if you have no idea what you're doing. But it also does a great job of just rewarding you for learning how to play the game and actually like respecting your time. And it's just I don't know. It's a really good game. I I, I will always recommend Hollow Knight to anyone who hasn't played Hollow Knight, aka Dar. For one person in this call who has not played Hollow Knight. Yeah, that is, um, that is exactly and there are a lot of people in this call, so you should feel bad about yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, three. I, I feel, There's three. I feel yeah. Horrible. <laughs> I feel horrible right now. Oh man. All right. So that's that's the news for a week. Right. Honestly, yeah, I, mean, I mean, we could literally only the main stuff right now. Yeah. I mean, it's t- uh, we could go oh, on. Persona too. That's we pretty could, interesting. True. Persona. Persona as a whole going to 
something that isn't PlayStation is it's kind of insane. I mean, yeah, we could, yeah, we could, it's, it's old box of words. <laughs> like it, we could spend hours just talking about all the things that were announced this week. Um, but we don't want to take up too much of the time exactly. talking about yeah. news. We got to talk about the main topic, Dar. Why, why don't you introduce yeah. us? All right. So what we're going to kind of talk about today is, um, indie games, which are, if you don't really get it, you wouldn't get it. Um, but it's basically just a, a game that's kind of developed by either a single or a small group of individuals. Like it's just not, it's completely different compared to like a AAA game, which is developed by like, like, let's say like a game by Microsoft where it has like hundreds and hundreds of people working on one game. Mm-hmm. Indie games, obviously, they have just like two or three or even like twenty or so, like people just working on it. Um, or what is what is indie short for? Independent. Yeah. There you go. They They're independent, independent developers. Yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah. I could have picked a better time for that. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the gist of indie games, right? Is that they're not... Comparing them to AAA, right? I mean, AAA is what most people think of when they think of video games. Like, AAA games are the big... Like, the blockbusters, right? You got, like, Nintendo. Like, Nintendo is a AAA game development company, right? You got, like, Mario and Zelda and all these really high-budget, you know, games... You got Halo. You have all these really, really big budget AAA games. The games have like hundreds of people working on them at any given time. Yeah, yeah. Thousands and millions and billions and more billions of dollars just put into these games just so that they could be the best they could be. And they're honestly huge. Like most AAA games are really big games, both in terms of like space they take up on either your pc or console like hundreds of gigabytes (laughs) which is huge and even just the scale of the games themselves right you have like these triple a games think of games like breath of the wild think of games like assassin's creed which are triple a games right like these games are huge in terms of scale compared to like these smaller indie games and i mean that's part of the appeal of triple a games you have tons and tons of content to go through like hundreds and hundreds of hours of gameplay because there's always just so much to do in these triple a games and i i feel an easy way to distinguish uh triple a games from indie games uh i've created a shorthand uh if the camera view is over the shoulder it's triple a really uh if it looks like fun it's an indie game. <laughs> no, that is an intense bastardization oh, of the entire thing. And you call yourself a Nintendo fan. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he's probably right like 80% of the time. No, that's true. That's true. Indie games yeah. are really good. <laughs> no, uh, not to discredit any AAA games because I'm, you know, all of my favorite games of all time are AAAs. Uh, <laughs> but, you know... There's there's a teeny bit of truth somewhere in there. Yeah, you know, I think it's specifically interesting with um, comparing, like, the way that like, the process, in a sense, of indie games compared to, like, AAA games, obviously with the development size, but also kind of with more of a, in my opinion, at least, like, a passion, kind of. Because there are some mm. games in AAA which are kind of only made because you're chasing trends like a game might have started off as an action game but the publishers wanted to change it into like a battle royale which happened a lot in the past uh in like 2019 to 2020 was that yeah. when the battle royale craze was yeah that sounds yeah. Or maybe yeah. 2018 2017 yeah. even when did when yeah. did fortnite yeah. come out when was for when was fortnite babe? that was 2017 right that was 2017 the passage of time is infuriating yeah, but what I kind of think is interesting is that um, when you see a game that was created purely for maybe more like chasing trends, um, you can kind of see it. Like my example, at least from what I know, is this game Hyperscape. It's mm-hmm. created by Ubisoft. It was a battle royale. Um, I thought it kind of got created too late into the battle royale like lifespan, I mm-hmm. guess, or like mm-hmm. craze. Um, but it completely died down, and when you when you compare it to like an indie game that's being developed, and you see like 
how they talk about it and the passion behind it. I think you can just kind of see that the, the I'm not saying that the, the developers on every game don't care about it, but like you can just tell that there is more creativity and like passion that was put into like the indie game mm-hmm. rather than the AAA game that was only made for like chasing trends or had to switch genres randomly. I fully agree. And of course, not to discredit anyone that does put passion into working in the AAA games. Yeah, exactly. Because of the the corporate moneyness. Uh, <laughs> There's there's a very firm filter on uh, creativity and fun in the dev cycle. I mean, it's exactly. it's not just corporate greed either. Like when you think about the scale of these games, right? You have hundreds of people it working on one game. Be. You have people just dedicated to their specific part of development, right? You have people who are only mm-hmm. going to be graphics people people only going to be modeling people only going to be audio pe- designers like people only just des- like gameplay designers right you have these people who are in their own specific niche within a triple a title compared to an indie game where if you have two people working on an indie game you got to do it all right you got to be um you got to think of something like stardew valley which was made by yeah. one guy right yeah. one guy created stardew valley he did all of the gameplay all of the coding all of the assets all of the audio all the music like he did all of that himself and obviously that's a ton more work than doing um than you know just being focused on one specific aspect of that but it, it's sort of that's where you get into the whole, you know, passion project sort of thing, right? Exactly. Uh, like you were saying, Dar. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have, like, hundreds of people working on something, yes, they are all very dedicated to making that product the best that it could be, but you still have the minds of hundreds of people all working together. So creativity is limited, as Jackson said, because you can only... You can't have hundreds of different ideas of hundreds of different people all coalescing like that because it just won't fit within a coherent game theme whereas if you have one or two people you can you have full creative reign over the game i mean you can do whatever the hell you want it's your game (laughs) you can you can literally make it anything you want because you have full creative jurisdiction and you're the one creating every aspect of that game and that's honestly i think where it differs the most because of just the sheer scale in development yeah i'm actually really glad that you brought up stardew valley because um, (laughs) i mean that's a big one no, it's it's a, one. First off, it's an amazing example for this topic. But also, I read a book called Stardew uh, Valley. No, ah, almost. Ah, yeah. Uh, but it's called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. It's written by Jason Schreier, mm-hmm. who is a popular um, game journalist who works at Bloomberg right now. I think uh, that, that sounds right. That sounds Kotaku. right. Yeah. Um, basically, what the book is about is it's a bunch of chapters talking about a bunch of different games um, and kind of the crunch culture behind it. But there is one chapter about Stardew Valley and Jason um, interviewed like the guy and the story. He just worked like every day and it was like his 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 that was his job. But I mean, like he wasn't really getting paid for it. So his family just kind of had to bucket on like the game coming out and actually making a bunch of money to kind of like stay afloat. Um, it's an amazing story, and that book in general is a great read. I recommend that to anyone who mm-hmm. likes to learn about like game development and such. But um, Stardew Valley is just such a great example of a complete passion project. Even especially, it's just one guy. The guy literally did everything. Like I, it's crazy. I, I just I I'm amazed by that when I when it, when it like comes back into my head. Like it's just it's just crazy that how much that developer has just done for that. Game. Especially like, considering Stardew Valley in modern day right like stardew valley like people forget it's an indie game like it is huge like it is on like every platform known to man i mean it has its own merchandise it has like its own like board game i think like it has so much surrounding it it is a huge game like indie games doesn't like just because they're only made by like one or two people does not mean they aren't big because yeah i mean the best-selling game of all time, Minecraft, is an indie game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tech, tech, like when it came out, right? that's an indie game. It was like made it by. Now? I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it's still an indie game at the end of the day. Like, just because it has more people working on it, doesn't mean it's still not indie, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. It's still the same uh, development team, pretty much, um, and that's what's really weird about indie games. I feel. <laughs> I mean, you have games like stardew valley and minecraft which are insanely successful like 
millions and millions and millions of copies sold because they're just so popular. But then, I mean, at the end of the day, not every indie game is going to be like that. I mean, you mentioned it, Dar, but like some, like a lot of these developers, they're putting every single ounce of their being into making this game good. And if it doesn't sell, that's it. They, you know, they don't, they, yeah, they don't get paid, do. you know? Mm. And that's what's tough about indie games is that, nowadays indie games are becoming popular becoming a lot more like mainstream in a way and that everyone wants to make indie games because they're seeing these games like minecraft and stardew and they're like i can do that i can make my own indie game and then people go there's an oversaturation of indie games in the market and then boom not i mean at the end of the day they don't sell as well because you know people see all right this is like the 14th billionth pixel art platformer i've seen in the past like two years i could just play any of the other you know like really highly rated pixel art platformers that have released in the past like four years and be perfectly yeah. content like it, it's tough because it being an indie developer is really really difficult and it's tough to really get your feet off like feet off the ground when it comes to exactly, you know yeah. actually finding success in that yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's really uh, important that you did bring that up because in in the conversation, I'm going to take a very obvious stance more in support of indie games. Uh, not that I hate AAA games. I'll feed I'll, well, I'll eat whatever slop Nintendo <laughs> put on my it's, plate. It's mainly not but, the developers. It's mainly the higher ups. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but it is super interesting because a lot of the indie games I'm going to sing the praises of are a lot of games that everyone knows about already. And it's all these games that are just like indie in quotations, but have like risen to this level of contending with these longstanding franchises yeah. and at least current popularity. So it is important to understand that, at least for me, uh, indie games are a lot more than like the smattering of games i've played yeah i mean hey let's talk let's talk about some specific indie games we, we, we've talked about yeah. how they relate to AAA. let's talk about some specific indie games and what why we like them so much dar, dar you want to go first given that you're top of the list one of my all-time favorites is slime rancher slime rancher yes oh, it's an amazing game yes. it makes me happy it, it that game is just pure wholesomeness. Um, so if you don't know what Slime Rancher is, it's basically a game where uh, I haven't played it in so long. You're a rancher. You're, yeah, you're a rancher, and you're you're basically <laughs> you're a ranch of slimes. Ranch of slimes, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the whole gist of it. Like it's other places to explore, other different types of slimes to explore. But the game is just so like wholesome and just cute, and it's it's, it's relaxing. Just, it's, it's such a warming game, like. Oh my god, I, I'm always, like, so, like, just energetic and happy yeah. whenever I play the game, because, like, I just... Uh, I will like, always see the phrases. images of the slimes on, you, like, whatever you're listening to it on right now, and tell me that they're not, just, they just don't it's... look so adorable and so happy. Man. Like, it does not make, there's no way it doesn't make you happy. I will never not sing the praises of Slime Rancher. It is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with Dar in that... It is by far one of the best games to play if you're just not having a good day, you know? If no, you if yeah, you come exactly. home from a bad day at work, if you, like, got got a D on your math quiz or something, or, like, <laughs> I don't know, uh, your, your boss was, like, mean to you or something, and you come home and you're like, man, I really need to pick me up, and you boot up that game and you see the goofy little cat slime with its little tail and ears and then you see the little honey slime and like all all these little these little fellas these little guys i mean they're they're just there and you can like use your little your little vacuum gun and just throw them all over a place and they're just going like yahoo like mario and they're like <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's awesome they're, they're just really fun it's really cute you get to just sort of watch them grow feed them feed them food grow the food and it's just a relaxing game it's a great way to spend the day you know just sort of ranching farming and sliming you know i will say it is oddly satisfying to just pick up a slime in that game and like kind of just throw it against a rock 
was, I was like, what? I mean, that's true. That's true. Or punt it. That too. That too. Right, and you know, sometimes there's cliff geometry where you can like dunk it into the pen, and it's just like, this is awesome. It's great. They're just hanging out. It's it's really just it's just a fun game. I it's at the end of the day, the gameplay isn't that deep. I mean, you're literally just like ranch, you're ranching slimes, right? You can yeah. you can feed them different foods. Like you can you can uh I guess you can like morph them. So like if you have two slimes of like yeah. different kinds, you can uh combine them oh, together yeah, to make a hybrid. Sports. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. Um, because you can try out all the different combinations. So they all have different tastes of what they what kind of food they like to eat. Some like fruit, some like meat. I mean, it's it's really, really fun. And just playing through like it's a it's it's a pretty bare bones story at the end of the day, but it's fun, you know? It gives some gives some bone like like a backbone to the actual game so it's not just miscellaneous wandering around. I mean you actually have like goals throughout the game. And all these little mini games to go through, all these environments to explore. I mean, there's that whole like desert where the sun will just burn your skin off or something. Like it's insane. Like it's really, really fun. But like, it, it's just ah, the gameplay's so engaging. I love it. Yeah. No, I think the I got it on Epic because it was free one week. Uh and I didn't. I never finished it, but I, I remember getting to like a temple area oh yeah and, yeah, no, and just being like because at that point in the game that's the first like interesting landform that you see yeah because it's like you know you got your plains area you got your desert you got some ocean stuff the the main focus on is a, the different type of slimes oh yeah but then you're starting to see like i don't know i just think structures if, like i haven't picked it up since just seeing that like extra teeny bit of depth underneath yeah. all of it and it's just a it's just a reminder that like so much love is <laughs> is put into this kind of stuff oh yeah definitely um i think well moving on from slime rancher a bit i think my favorite kinds of indie games are just the really really short ones um yeah like just games that you can be in an afternoon you have games like uh the Red Strings Club. That's another developer one. Um, that's that one's really good. Um, uh, just uh, Air Memories of Old. That one's a really good one. A Short Hike, another classic oh. that people love. Um, it, it's just games like this, right? Games like these where it takes, I don't know, three, four hours max to beat the entire game, <laughs> but like. Because it doesn't take that long to beat, you could like the you could tell how much love and care the developers put into those specific three to four hours. Like there's so much love, there's so much just like passion for game design in all of those games, and I could just go on and on about how amazing they are. Because I, as much as I love triple A's and as much as I love having hours and hours and hundreds and hundreds of hours of content, if I like. It could be overwhelming, you know? I don't want to, like, go into a game where there's, like, 400 achievements and be like, I am never going to beat this game. Like, just yeah. there's too much no, to do, me. right? Exactly, yeah. Like, we, we talked about this a bit um on our last episode, talking about linear and non-linear games, but just having, yeah. like, what's nice about Lobby's shorter indie games is that they're very linear, and I really like linear games, and I, I, I just think they do a really good job of it. I mean, being able to just sit down, Play, start a game and finish the game in like an afternoon that's so nice just being able to dedicate an entire afternoon to playing that one game and actually feeling satisfied at the end because you've completed that game it just makes it more of like an experience more akin to like a movie like an interactive movie than like playing a full-fledged hundred hour video game and that's what's really yeah. cool about these shorter indie games is that they're they're really really cute experiences that like are super easy to play through and it's really really fun. That's yeah, something no. that I feel like. Oh, I'm sorry, Doc. Go. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, thank you. You're too kind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's something I really like about. Uh, that's at least that's something I think that indie games have a leg up above AAA games with. Uh, for the most part, you know, barring of course actually needing to sell the sell to sell the stuff. Uh, for the most part. Indie games can just be, and I think <laughs> sure. that's 
really yeah. cool because you brought up a short hike and oh while i haven't god. played it myself oh um, my god i have so watched good. a good couple of playthroughs play it, yeah it's you know you, man i i cried i i'm not gonna lie. i cried at the end of short hike <laughs> it is it's a beautiful game right because like the fact that it is a short hike the fact that it doesn't need to be this like super long like theatrical thing makes the the message and the point and the gameplay loop like all that much better and i'm seeing some stuff uh the the triple a game that comes to mind right now take a shot every time we say triple a you won't survive true um, true uh the one that comes to mind right now is lego star wars the uh the oh yeah but the, the new one that came out it was what a month yeah. ago around at this like, point two, two or three months ago i think yeah no it's like recent ish in the it's Steam still Steam. like a re it's still like a remake sorta right uh no they I, added or they added like, the new ones i know that i haven't actually played through they it make, but... like a full-on like map where you can like go to whatever planet you want depending on the game like the the movie or whatever right. uh, I, I heard something about that they, i know they redid the combat completely yeah i know that i, I think they may i know that there's two at least the way i divide it is that there are like two big sections one of them is like open world just do whatever the heck you want you have an entire galaxy go for it mm -hmm. and then there are like the story-based missions that i do believe uses reused content i'm no professional though don't take my word on <laughs> it uh but every once in a while uh i'll head over to my friend's house and it's just like something that we have to play in the background when we like wait for everyone to get there or whatever yeah yeah um and it's really fun it's like it's a lego game i'm sure you've played at least some of them you, they they've got a winning formula yeah they, they know what they're doing they know what they're doing <laughs> but i looked at it and you have this ui <laughs> that is filled with so much garbage yep and what is it? The uh, the equivalent of like Mario sixty four stars, the uh, the, the power bricks. Mm -hmm. uh, there are the collectibles. Twelve hundred. Oh my god! In the entire game. Oh and it's like, no! That some people love that, but like <laughs> I look at that, and it's like I can't even start a game that has that much in it. So it's so like, I really like these indie games that are just like, spend three hours, mull it over for a bit, go on with your life. Because it's yeah. so much easier to it actually really play. I mean, um, yeah. I think, yeah. Go ahead, go uh, ahead, Dar. I wanted to bring up another uh, game. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Um, it's called Emily is Away. It's basically Oh, yeah, a... I've heard of that. Oh. Yeah, no, I played the first two. There, there recently actually was like a new one that came out like year ago but it's a very straightforward simple game developed by one guy um basically um you're on um is it aim messenger the old messenger app that people use in like the 2000s oh yeah yeah um, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah you're on aim and it's basically a narrative driven where you're like texting a bunch of friends and it's it's really cool um it's very short probably like you could probably beat it at least one of the endings in like two hours um but it's just really well crafted and it's so simple because the only thing you're looking at is the screen of the the messaging website that's that's all you're looking at in the entire game <sighs> there's different like chapters that like take place like months after each other um and the narrative is just so well driven it's such a short game yet it's just so well polished and such a great um such a great emotional ride i remember when i played it the first game for the first time i was like i don't know like i was just amazed like it's because you're not even looking at anything except one screen basically like you're not moving anywhere you're not walking anywhere you're just looking at like a it's you're basically the person who's looking at the messenger thing typing to these people um the narrative story yeah but that that's probably one of my favorite other other than slime rancher probably one of my other favorite examples um of those games there's three three games um but yeah no especially it's a very nostalgic game too i mean i wasn't like part of the internet or alive really technically um when like that messenger app was like big but for like a lot of people it's really nostalgic for them so like that's what i love about that game i i actually want to bring up one uh called luna's fishing garden 
I have um, not heard of that. I, I, I wouldn't expect you to. I mean, it's yeah. a, it, it is in, it is as indie as it, it can get. I mean, it, I don't even know how many like copies it sold. It's not a crazy amount. Um, but it's this very simple game where you are just sort of on this like, uh, like it's a 2d almost like side scroller sort of game. It's, it's, it's a little weird. Um, but the main premise of the game is just to fish. I mean, everyone loves fishing games and all like fishing mini games and like all these triple A games and just fishing in general is just such a fun, like game format. Um, and it's just at, something about that game. It just reminds me of like the best parts of Stardew Valley. It's just so charming. The music is amazing. The characters are really well designed and it's just a really relaxing game to play in an afternoon. And I actually interviewed the, um, developer. Uh, it was again, developed by like one or two guys, uh, from, wow. I think Norway. I I'm not, I'm not hundred percent on that. I don't I don't want to get it wrong, but, uh, I know it's not the U S. Um, how did, you, how did you get that? I, I don't remember. I think I just reached out to them after I played the game and I was like, Hey, can I ask you a few questions about the game? And they're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was it was awesome that's it so was sweet. really really Wait, cool oh, um God. and and they just told me about how awesome it was to just make the game and how just it how I, again i i, I don't want to go into too much detail about like the interview or anything but just hearing them be passionate about the game they created i mean it, it can't you can't beat that you really just can't beat that and i'm sure like every single developer of every single indie game has that same passion that these guys had and that's what just makes me appreciate indie games so much more it's just seeing people enjoy the just the game they created that's just it, it warms my heart and i i love it so much and that that's my favorite part of indie games by far <laughs> here's an oddball indie game have you guys heard of squirrel stapler i <laughs> You know no. what, Jackson? I can't no, say I have. I, I cannot say I have. Enlighten <laughs> us. Enlighten us as to what squirrel stapler is about. Surely it's... Uh, you staple squirrels. Okay. No. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. It's, I, you know, I I have a ten, uh, tendency to talk things up a little bit. So this it's, it's no Picasso of a game. <laughs> uh, it's just... I, I think it's really neat because it's the kind of game that like no one but indie developers can make because <laughs> like it's it's like this two hour long game where you go out into a little forest you hunt squirrels yeah and then you <laughs> you go back home and <laughs> yeah you yep. staple them to um some kind of carcass that, that is gruesome game is it's very gruesome it's it's macabre as hell uh but <laughs> you you staple them to a carcass that is inferred uh -huh. to be your squirrel wife uh to make her beautiful okay. ah um, yes yeah that sounds like an indie game <laughs> no if 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 nothing else like there's no way <laughs> yeah you would hell that any AAA developer would even come close to making something like that. Yep. And so I think it's really neat that you have some people that are just like, I'm going to make something. Honestly, yeah. I mean, we, we talk so much about, like, all the really cute and pretty and fun indie games. But there are so many like that that are just... I think indie horror is... Indie horror is really, most, really good. I powerful section much. of indie gaming. There is, there is a lot of just indie games that... I don't know, maybe like a hundred downloads, a hundred copies sold, and like barely anyone has seen. And it is just the most obscure just gameplay that no no person in any universe would think, you know what? This is what I'm gonna make a game about. I'm gonna make a game about stapling squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> Big game hunter. Yeah. And and they just make it. You know, they're just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to go go ahead and make it and no one's going to stop me. And then they do and it ends up being really fun, you know? Cuz why not? <laughs> you got to have games like that in order to balance it out. <laughs> yeah. And it's all all that all that very interesting and important <laughs> talking about stapling squirrels to of say course. that like I 
I think that's a super interesting niche that a lot of indie games can sit themselves in. Yeah. Is delving into the more morbid or even like going into like mental health stuff too. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Talking about indie horror got me thinking about like the RPG maker games, which oh it's like, yeah oh, is its yeah. own topic we, it is. we that is no topic. Max in this podcast i can't yep. uh but and and i think going it goes back to the, the 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 one indie game that i wanted to talk about the most uh which not to the you know horror aspect but goes into like mental health and having yep. a story be i know exactly what it is something. i know what it is i I know, because I can't shut the hell up about it. I so goddamn good. love Celeste. It's so good! It's so good! Oh, man. It's like, I, I want I, I to... I hate to just be a constantly, like, sunshine flowing out my anus, like, everything <laughs> about this is perfect, because, of course, that's not always the case, but, like, genuinely, it's, if there were man. a game that were, in my eyes, close to perfection, it's Celeste. It's Celeste. I... Dude, I, playing through Celeste is just an, an otherworldly experience. Like, every other game I mentioned between, like, this episode, last like, I, Celeste is just something else. Celeste is something that I, I feel like every person should play at least once. Just because, mm-hmm. like, even if you don't like platformers, even if you don't like the pixel art style or whatever, it doesn't matter. Because the no, story it tells, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. It doesn't even matter because the story it tells and the emotions that you will feel playing through that game, it is unparalleled. I have never had a single game affect me that much. It is, mm. I I don't know what they put in that game to to make it like so emotionally impactful. But it is it is a be- it is a beautiful game. It is a work yeah. of art. And, and, you know, not to really beat in my thesis here, <laughs> but uh, I'm no game developer. I couldn't even imagine being in any aspect of it. But I really think the power that Celeste has comes from the fact that it was from such a small team. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I that. Every it all back. single aspect of the game feeds into the next. You know, like it's difficult as hell. It is tough as nails platforming uh, once you get to the later stuff and the additional content. But where in some games, something like that just seems like, okay, you're just trying to pad out, you know, content. You're trying to make me play more by just making it absurdly difficult. Yeah. 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 Uh, With with Celeste, it's like, that's the point. You climb in a mountain, climbing's not easy. Oh, it reminds and... me a lot of a short hike, but like the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, just because being tough is just like, no, you, this is a mountain. Those are big. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but it's, like... yeah. It's so and good. there's a moment in the uh, very, very, very final DLC chapter um, that's maybe a bit of spoiler territory. Uh, it depends on how much you really think about it. I don't think it's much of a spoiler, but. Uh, there's this mm-hmm. point where the game gives you its final challenge. And it is this one huge room that just goes on forever. That if you fail, you have to go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, so obviously you're going to fail a lot. Um, but after you reach a certain threshold of failures, the game will stop. And it'll show you an in-game cutscene of effectively you picking yourself back up and just being like i can do this yep (laughs) oh my god it's at that point like after 50 deaths in this one room you're thinking like i'm i gotta quit (laughs) there's nothing you can do you know oh my god it just does such a good job of like actually keeping you engaged and keeping you like allowing you to actually keep going but not make it feel artificial you know it all feels natural and free-flowing because of that like really small team you have a lot of people that like the 
the development, even if people have like their set things to develop on, the entire thing kind of gets muddied and everyone's kind of like working together to make this one thing that works. And it's like, that's what I really love about it. Like I could go on about the music. I'm sure that's, we need to, we need to have an episode. We need to have an episode on music. I think that's, that's an entire episode. (laughs) God bless Lena Rain. Uh, Yeah. As much as I love the absolutely perfect platforming of Celeste, like what makes that game for me and what i consistently go back to the most is just the music because it's it's... it it tells an entire story Mm -hmm. uh, alongside but like even taking it out of the context of the game it's like you can kind of pick up on everything i love it yeah no i get that yeah and and it's because like lena rain knew what was happening in the game you know so she could make music about what was happening in the game Man, you're so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, uh, yeah, no, that I, I, granted, I haven't played the game as much as probably both of you have. Uh, but like, even just by playing it for like an hour or two, like it's just, it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful game, um, mm. and I've heard so many good things about it. I should really finish it, but <laughs> I have too I... many other games to finish right now that I can't. Yeah, play. like Hollow Knight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't either. Yeah, <laughs> you finish Celeste, then you go into Hollow Knight. Then you Celeste just Celeste will get you ready for like the the mental of failing. I know. Yeah, <laughs> ironclad mental of going into Hollow Knight. <laughs> and then after all of that, you go into Valorant, and, and you're then still you... quit yeah, it's just not worth it. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. All right. Let's right, let's well, let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up for for indie games. Any any final thoughts you guys want to bring up for indie games as a whole? If I say anything more, this podcast is gonna be ten minutes longer. So okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. We we've we've covered we've covered a lot when it comes to yeah, indie we've games. Yeah, we've covered a lot. So, all right, we want to move on to our our final segment. Our our, yeah, uh, our one could argue it's the most important segment. Actually, probably the most important. Um. Yeah. So well. Obviously, we have a serial tier list. Uh, we update it every <laughs> sure. episode. Um, but this episode, since we have a guest, whenever we have a guest on, we'll have them uh, put the uh, put their we'll recommendation st- of any cereal yeah. onto our tier list, and we'll 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 put it on the chopping it. block. We're going to all chop right. the cereal. Yeah. All right, Jackson. So, what is oh yours? man, you sure know how to make a lady feel special. <laughs> all right. Uh, I will say. <laughs> First, uh, mm. I was looking up cereal just to get a selection of which I would like us to rate. Yes. Um, yes. And um, I just wanted you guys to know uh, there's a deal on Walmart.com right now. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold, 55 hold cents for Honey Nut Cheerios. Um, and okay. all you have to do is pay $42 for shipping. <laughs> I mean, that's a steal. Oh my God. That's a steal. <laughs> that's basically free at that point. You know, not to, not to shill, but like, whew. I don't know. As I'm thinking as soon as soon as we wrap this podcast, I'm getting myself some cereal. Off <laughs> over to Walmart. <laughs> at ten PM. For, at yeah, 10 no. PM. That's the best time to go. I mean true. Oh, that's oh, true. Okay. Yeah. So is, is that your is that the cereal you're bringing to us today? Or is it a different it, one? It, it was actually. Alright, yeah. honey nut Cheerios. That a good classic. So, so we oh, already yeah. have just the classic ones, right? We already have the the original. Cheerios, yes. Um, those aren't. Those we aren't talked about. Anything. We talked about Honey Nut a little bit when we talked we about did. Oil Cheerios. We did. We did. Uh, I. I mean, what? Where do we put Oil Cheerios? We put Oil Cheerios at C, I believe. Correct. And then we put Lucky Charms at B. I'm a solid uh, campaigner for. I Honey think Nut it's being straight and B. B. Wow. I was gonna. Oh. I was gonna say A. I was honestly gonna say A for Honey Nut. I think it's better than Lucky Charms. <laughs> Honestly, Dar, Dar, we need your opinion. You need to. Yeah. What do you think, Dar? Okay. Um. Hmm. I still think Lucky Charms are better. Really? You're, you're a I'm Lucky Charm, a Lucky still. Charm I'm enthusiast. I'm trying to get a sponsor. I'm trying to get a sponsor. A spon- get a sponsor. They are. Are they not made by? Ch- both made by General Mills. Oh, they are. Right are they? Right, yeah, there's, there's I mean, one big parent company. You know, at this point. it's all the, same it, the, con- the cereal conglomerate. <laughs> yeah. 
if you would. Mysterium <laughs> Mafia. I, I think Honey Nut Cheerios either deserves you think it's like B? an A or like an A plus tier, even though we don't have any. We plus don't products. have any pluses or minuses. I know, stuff. I know, I know, that makes I know, it more complicated. I know. I know, I know. We don't need more but tiers. I, I, I just don't think it's S tier. I, I don't think it's, it's good, S either. Great. It's basic. It's great. It's, it's reliable. Honey. Yeah, it's reliable. Yeah. Like I don't. It's not amazing. I think it's, but it's great. ever so it's slightly better than regular Cheerios. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I actually do prefer regular Cheerios compared to Honey Nut. Like, mm, really? n- most of the time. I actually do really, really like normal Cheerios, you know. But I, I think... What do you mean, why? They're good. How dare better. you have a preference, first I'm, of all. Yeah, I mean, I think... All right, uh, but again, I know that's my, that's my take. And I know that's not the norm. And I still think, like, just regular Cheerios are, like, the perfect C-tier cereal because they are just basic. Like, the baseline, right. right? Anything worse than that just goes straight under to D. Anything better than that can just go straight up to B. Or even above it in C. So I think... I, I mean, I'm fine with putting Honey Nut in B. But I also wouldn't mind it in A. So what are we, what are our thoughts here? What do you think of my, B or A? My defense for B is that, at least for me, you know, like imagine you're going to like a bed and breakfast or something. True. You wake up, it's just like I need some good foods in my tummy right now. Yeah, that's true. You definitely do. Definitely off. do. Yeah, you, you go to the cereal bowl. Uh, <clears throat> the bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You go to the cereal bar, uh, <laughs> and my. My idea is that if you go to a cereal bar, you see like the standard, you know, you got Fruit Loops because that they're everywhere. True. Uh, you got like maybe Cinnamon Toast Crunch if they're bougie. Of if course. you go and you see that they have Cheerios, it's like, oh, and it's, it's like I can I can eat this, but I but mean, you really want to, you know? I'm not gonna like it. You see Honey Nut Cheerios, it's like yeah, yeah, that is a that is that's a, a good one. That's a reliable food. It's a reliable series. Yeah, sure. no, I sure. think. You think B? Yeah, I think I can go. I, I think we can do B tier. B above or below Lucky Charms? I know Dar, you're gonna say below, right? Did we put Lucky Charms at B tier? I thought so, right? I might have not remembered. Surprised we did. Guys, you ranked two cereals. Dark. During this segment, we have it on the screen for the YouTube viewers. We should that's know true. this. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's I believe. Um, I'm, I'm oh, almost certain it's behind. being broken. I, I, I think it's behind. So, I B tier behind. I'm. Well, I think it's better than Lucky Charms. I'll be honest. Um, I, I have a bias against really sugary cereals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I and Jackson that. does have the guest buff. Uh, oh well, we're doing that. I, okay. I, I mean, I mean, I mean it only makes sense, right? I mean, yeah, I, I know. It's also a cereal, you brought. I mean, <laughs> you you, you guys almost shifted my opinion to A. Uh, the reason I put it at B is because the oh. last time I had honey nut Cheerios, it made my tummy feel bad and my throat closed. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> I, I think that might you be a uh, cereal thing. <laughs> Just casually drop that. No, yeah, 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 okay, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, and, you know, um, I don't mean to undermine myself, but I'm kind of a dumbass. Uh-huh. So yeah, it, this would be in high school, and it's just like, I gotta eat something for breakfast. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, honey, and Cheerios. And I'll go through the first two classes of the day, and I'll be like, oh man. It's pretty hard to breathe. That kind of sucks. <laughs> and then I'll just get on with my day. Okay. <laughs> so, so B? So, Jackson, I above above, above, or below Lucky Charms, Jackson? What do you think? I very strongly believe that they're better than Lucky Charms. I agree. That's two on one, dog. I'll, I'll be flexible today. Then we'll put it above. We'll put it in B for a uh, uh, bloated throat for, for Jackson's... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say... Okay. For bunny nut for, I like bunny nut shoes. Bunny, bunny butt baby. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. This is oh, great. I, I need to get myself some bunny butt baby. <laughs> you guys got me hungry. Again. Episode three of Eats More Cereal, everybody. <laughs> that oh, is. Man. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty. I will say we are at 59 and a half minutes. That is Woo! pretty dang good that's for, good, for yeah. an episode. Honestly, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. 
Yeah, and I only you. tripped up every time I spoke. Yeah, so, you know that that's that's a, ex- that's a personal record for me. That's part. That's part. That's part of a. That's part of a podcast. I mean, it, it's yeah. part. It's part of eating. It's part of cereal. It's part of gaming. But, at the end of the day. So. Yeah. 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 I mean. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Wrap it up, Dar. Uh, Jackson, for coming onto the thank podcast. You, thank you. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. It was. It was very. It was an honor. Question. Yeah, it was an honor. Yeah. Um. Uh. But thank you to everyone who's listening. And um. Yeah. We'll F- follow our socials. Yeah, follow our socials. And Twitter, and make sure to to uh, eat more cereal. Eat, go go go! Grab yourself some 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 cereal. bunny butt videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No bunny butt Uploaded. You know. And good why not? You know. And, and also make sure. Are taking. Oh. I'm oh no! Of course. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't oh, want to I just interrupt want to say, if you ever are taking a, a big old bite of your bunny butt bibbios, uh, <laughs> just imagine that we're there eating with you too. True. Yeah. I, yeah. I, honestly, I have nothing more to say than that. Neither do I. Um, <laughs> All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Later. <laughs> Bye.